When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, and had a lot of questions coming your way here in just a moment. I'm Jeff, that is Ira across from me. Corey is there. There's, there's the window with Corey. Hello, Corey. We'll get to your questions in just a moment. First, we want to say thank you to Dr. Birch, Birch Orthodontics. We do it every week, off the cap. Appreciate our sponsors, their loyalty. Hey, you know what? Do business with people who do business with us. And they happen mm. to be great at what they do. And they're all, you know, awesome. Yeah, really. Awesome what they do. Impeccable. Right? That's right. So Birch Orthodontics is where you need to go if your kids need their teeth fixed or help you as an adult or just a buddy or whatever. Granny, yeah. we've, we've established this. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. Dr. Birch is not an ageist. No. I'm like Corey. Or me. Well, but but uh, well, I'm, just, I'm just an ageist when it comes to uh, people that do sign language. <laughs> Uh, I got a problem with, problem with old, yeah. old sign interpreters. As Jeff said, our kids have gone there. Uh, tremendous smiles coming out of it. We can't recommend them highly enough. That's great true. people, great staff, latest techniques. Uh, they've got payment plans to make it affordable, as affordable as possible. We know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hefty price tag to do. Um, you know that kind of work, but and they do tremendous work, and and they work with you on the financing. And uh, the website is birchorthodontics.com, B-U-R-C-H orthodontics.com. We're coming out the gate swinging, boys. This is an OG headliner. I think when I mentioned sign language, I did something with my hands. I would like to apologize for that. I assume that's incredibly insulting. It's hard not to. It's like when you say an email and you do that. Type, I don't know yeah. why I my hands because I don't know sign language clearly. Uh, so I'd like to apologize to anybody for well, making with my hands maybe we'll go back and blur out the video i think you'll be forgiven i think people understand all right so we're coming out the gate swinging og headliner sean says kirk herb street appears to still not understand why fsu fans are upset with him has there been or will there be any overtures towards him by uh war chant to have a conversation i'd love to hear that interview as i'm sure the rest of the headliners in Seminole nation would well it's funny that you bring it up because i said that to tom a while back i mean I've interviewed Herb Street four times, I think, total. I've been doing this a long time, but I think four or five times. And it's always been a pleasant interview. Uh, I, I, I imagine now you'd come in with the Dukes up. Uh, yeah, that's the challenge right now is I, I noticed that uh, since we've been ranting about uh, Herb Street and ESPN, since I particularly have, and um, you guys have as well, but I, I can speak for myself that uh, there's somebody, ESPN PR, that used to follow me that doesn't follow me anymore. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it may be difficult. I don't know if he'd be fired up. It is interesting. The the I guess, what do you do if you're Herb Street at this point? Because I was thinking about this. He is so you know hunkered down in the, this thought that he was right and that the people coming at him from FSU are the lunatic fringe, which is what he said in his tweet. And at this point, if he even if he – had changed his stance on that and said, you know what, guys? I've thought about I pro- it. I've thought about it more. It was unfortunate what happened to Florida State. Would that even help it any? Like, is there anything he could do to, to damage control what, what the last couple months have done? It's a good point because I've thought 
something similar. I've thought, man, is he too entrenched now to ever come off that stance, even if he even if he thought better of it, even right. if he even if he thought like you know, because he had colleagues who were adamantly right. opposed to his viewpoint and said, I don't know how you could say that as somebody who played the game, Kirk. I don't know how you could have that opinion. Um, so Bug- he knows. Bugger McFarland. Well, uh, several, several. Yeah, yeah. several. Uh, RG three yeah. several times. There Greg McElroy until until he the switched night before the the, the he, Corey, Sunday reveal. He, he show. got he got bought out. He, he got was, bought he out. Was, the- <laughs> McElroy was that ga- that uh, signing day flip. Yeah, he was the was, Travis Hunter of the media contingent. But there were a lot of people, even people who have been traditionally labeled by Florida State fans as anti Florida State, that thought, "Oh, this is wrong." I mean, I bet you. There's the vast majority of uh, my fellow Knowles that would tell the, tell you that they had somebody who was of the uh, you know Gator fandom or no or, or Kane fandom who thought oh that's wrong it's wrong because if it happened to us we'd be livid you know like they could see they could put themselves in the shoes of of another in that situation and I wondered like at some point if he realized when you have your colleagues at ESPN saying oh no you're nuts well obviously are, are they lunatics. Like you've right. labeled everybody else who's mad at for it. Are they lunatics? Because there were some who were like, this is what happens. RG3 went on a rant in the, after the 63-3 yeah. and was like, this is what happens when you steal opportunity from people. And I've, I've wondered if time would heal a little bit of that. And before the trip to no. Ireland, uh, not for you and me and the fans, it wouldn't, Corey, because the snub happened and they can never go back and redo it. And the opportunity to win a national championship was stolen. But that's a different feeling than what we're talking about hearing from somebody, hearing, uh, having a conversation with somebody. And yeah, I mean, there would be a percentage of the fan base that the second they heard his voice would say, why is this guy on? Screw him eternally. But I think there'd be a larger segment that would like to hear that but conversation. I, I get it, but I, I don't know what to what end. Like, I don't, I guess my point, uh, Corey, I'm curious, is there anything he could say? To, to, to change anybody's opinions about what he did and how he acted and then how he acted after the fact. Probably There's, not, no. Probably not. And, and, and I so do I don't think, know how you sell the the interview. Yeah, the, the, I mean, he could, he could admittedly say – he could come out and admit, man, in hindsight of eight or nine months, uh, yeah, that was a mistake. Once I see that you had nine guys drafted and not one was named Jordan Travis, or Jordan Travis was the last guy drafted. So you had other guys besides him. I just – when you think about an interview – there's no way it doesn't. There's no way if even any of the three, if he appeared on this show, it would get contentious almost immediately. It would because it would, he's very, he's he is not a guy that rolls with punches. He is not a guy that says that's a that's a fair point. Look at him on Twitter. He's a maniac. Yeah, he's and he's, he's so it's very very defensive. He's, he's so, so unhinged. In it. Yeah, and he's so unhinged on Twitter. He's like spelling things wrong. Yeah, not just, you, you, one thing somebody at ESPN should say to him is like, yeah, don't this fight these helping. battles on Twitter. This is not where you want to be. That's not the forum for it either. But I think it's not. I think this is uncomfortable for him because he's been kind of the golden child for so long. Yeah, I think deep down he knows he was wrong. You would you'd like to. I, I, but now one thing I will say, in in fairness to, I, I guess Kirk Herbstreit. I mean, we've all done that dumbass thing that he's doing right now, where you're entrenched in an argument and hunkered down in it, and then thought better of it later on. I and you know, it's a little bit different when it's your wife or best friend that you're willing to concede to. He doesn't know us from Adam. He's probably not going to say to us on a show called Seminal Headlines, or if he did an individual interview with any one of the three of us. Uh, yeah, you guys were right. I, I had it wrong. To like, Corey, I, I doubt that's happened. To Corey's point, it would take incredible poise and professionalism 
that I don't, I definitely don't have. I don't know if Corey has, you might have to have a level headed interview with him and not get emotional or confrontational. Cause that would well, be the one question I would ask, and I've always wanted to ask this. I would be like, and I, I would want to, I would want to go down the path a little bit with it. I would want to say, cause we all saw his reaction when Alabama hit the fourth and 31. <laughs> yeah, it was abnormal. Moon walking like, in the press box. It was like, he was the OC. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I want to know, I want to hear from him. If they don't complete that pass and Auburn wins that game, do you still think Alabama deserved to go ahead of Florida State, even with two losses? Because that's the crux of the argument. I think he would say no. Of course he would. And if he says no, then do records matter or do they not matter? Because what does one pass, what does one miracle pass have to do with an entire season's worth of data points? So you can't tell me that Florida State is worse than Alabama because of that one pass, that clearly over the course of the season, they were a better team, right? Kirk, Alabama was the better team, so that pass shouldn't matter. But it does because then it comes back to records mattering. Oh, wait, no, records don't matter. And that I, that's where I would lose it. That's where I couldn't keep yeah, – the- I don't think I could keep – not civil – but I would keep coming back to it. I wouldn't let him to be able to do a word salad and go past it. Here's what I think. I think that he got lost trying to make a point. And the point he was trying to make was that the committee doesn't have to put Florida State in if they think somebody else is better. Anybody. They could put Oregon in with two losses. They could put because of the bylaws, right? right. That was what he kept citing. It segued from that to Alabama specifically has to be in over Florida State, which was weird. If you want to point out that this flawed system has always been flawed and that, oh, by the way, they could choose somebody else ahead of Florida State, like Texas. They could have or said Georgia or Georgia. Georgia would have been a good one. Ira, you're right. Yeah. They could have. He, you can make that point because I made the point just sitting here talking with Tom. I was like, look, do I think Florida State's the third or fourth best team in America? Probably not. I think Georgia's better than Florida State. At the time we were having the conversation, right. I named I th- probably named four teams, but I wasn't sure. And I said, and it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it has always been about what you achieved in the season, not about yeah. my opinion of right. what like, who looks better. And, you know, they were saying, well, no, no, it's really about it. Back and forth we went. I'm like, nope, nope. And I'll give you all the examples. Michigan State got in and they shouldn't have. TCU got in and they shouldn't have. If we're doing this, it was about merit. It's about how you got in. And so – he got lost and cornered. But I don't think – But I, And he I never agree. could come off If of you're it. taking that on the up and up, if you're taking all of this on the up and up, I'd be with you. But the problem I have with any of this is, man, it was all a scam. They were going to get the SEC they were in get it, no matter get, what. Agreed. So when Georgia left, lost, it was Alabama and Texas. Screw Florida State. So that for that reason, and, and Herb Street, they thought that that might happen, yeah. which is why they set it up for the month ahead of they, time. They did. They I watched did. enough pro wrestling back in the day. I know how this works. You know how they set it up, buddy. And, and so – that's why I can't even have the conversation. And I, to Corey's point, like, I could. There's no way because nothing makes sense. But what you're it mad doesn't at doesn't make sense. What he would tell you is that nobody told him how to vote. That's what he would tell you. You don't have to believe. Him. All right, we know that they did set this up. Right. I mean, it, well, we certainly can make the argument it that they did. We, we certainly can make the argument that they did. They also knew because it was the last year they could get away with it. There'd be no repercussions. Well, that might have been the the, the what tipped it that over. Made but, it, that but, made but, it yeah. all the easier. Because it'll never happen again. Uh, and there would be no recourse. It stinks. It's always been a flawed system. 
I think a lot of things began to overlap one another, and then he became so entrenched and defensive, and then he just began to, to say stupid well, stuff. Well, because he's arguing an indefensible uh, position. position. So, yeah, anyway. and it just got uglier. And he needs to maybe get off Twitter or not look. Yeah. Like, I, I have, I don't know, 40,000 followers. I think Kirk Herbstreet has probably a million. I never look at my notifications because I'm worried that I'm going to get in an argument with somebody I don't know, and times life's too short. Yeah, YOLO, baby. <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet has a million followers. What is he doing looking at his notifications with people trying to pick fights with this him? This happened a long time ago. Uh, Tom pointed it out when uh, Scott Van Pelt used to get so mad at everybody on yeah. Twitter, and you'd get into these long-form arguments with, like Jerry in Omaha. You're like, what are you doing, Just be dude? above it. Just be above it. Just don't even interact. Uh, Hassan writes... Gents, it's Super Bowl week. Not many Knowles playing in the game on Sunday. Curious who you think from this draft class reaches the big game first. Well, I mean, that yeah. depends on where you go, right? Whoever the Falcons draft, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever the Falcons drafted. Great uh, Fisk in the second round. I'll take that. Has the floor, Burke wants to know, has the floor of talent on the football team been raised? Ooh. Yes. The oh, no. Did he say talent? the basketball team? No, no. Football team. The floor. Oh. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the infusion of guys from places like LSU, Georgia, and Alabama helped. Yeah, it. it but also, I think the the the, the their own recruits and the high school signees are yeah, there's talent. Are getting the better. last two classes have been good, I think. Yeah, and uh, in the transfer. Yeah, portal I would say the, the last it, two. Yeah, it has. no, for sure, it definitely has. I don't know that. And again, I, Bill Connolly put out his stats the other day of returning player, maybe yesterday of returning production, and we knew Florida State obviously was going to lose so much compared to a year ago where they had so much. It's just such a weird difference. This this season of last year so weird in the sense that last year you had all this returning experience, but a lot of those guys didn't have super high ceilings. This year you have so much less returning experience, but I think you've got more guys with higher ceilings. I'm going to stand by what I said. I know some people raised an eyebrow. I'll continue to say it. I think the offense is going to be more productive this it's year. an active thread on the Tribal Council at Warchant.com, people discussing that. I do That's think actually the title of the that, uh, well, Jeff Cameron says. I'm just telling you, I think that the offense will be more consistent, and in the end of the day I think it will be a better offense. And and I'm not like blaming any one person or anything. They had a lot of things go wrong for them last year, and most yeah. of it had to do with injury. And so, like, if you just stay remotely healthy. But you also will understand when people question whether this team's going to be good. I Because I, just talking yeah. to some other media people who were like, man, so what are they going to do with a receiver? What are they going to do? You know, there's going to be a lot of questions about this team. We'll, we'll see answers to in the spring. I have no problem with people wondering yeah. that out loud. And I myself am curious about a few guys. But I'm making some assumptions based on observation of those individuals, like Hakeem Williams, that I believe he's going to take right. a massive step forward. Now, if you're not in this – in this beat, and you're not covering day-to-day -day practices, and you didn't get to see everything that led up to when he got his opportunity, unfortunately got hurt shortly right. thereafter, well, then you don't know how close he was to being a, a real dude for this team Dustin this past year. Dustin Hill's another one. Yeah, there's, there's several of those guys. Chaco McNasty writes, just a big thank you for all that you do. And he sent a picture of he and his family at Disney. Remember he asked yeah, about Disney? I, yeah, I actually saw great. that on Twitter. And maybe Matt wants to throw it on the uh, on the show. But, yeah, it was, cool. it was an awesome picture. Him and his uh, little yeah, daughter. Yeah, uh, yeah and, uh, on Disney his World. shoulders, yeah. Uh, Is there a scooter in the background? Actually, they, yeah, that's Epcot, isn't it? It looks like, I don't know. Uh, Disney was. Did it, you guys know the whole park is not inside yeah, that we ball, did. That we did, buddy. Ball? We did. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I found that out last year. <laughs> uh, continue. He answers your question. Uh, Corey, Disney the, uh, Disney was is was as expensive as hell. Easier yes. for somebody else to say. Um, there were 
FUPA's everywhere, and scooter traffic was worse than Miami. However, <laughs> I'll do it all again after my little one told me that her dreams came true. Oh, well, there oh, it is. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Good for you, Chaco. It's, it's, a, it's a better time than Jeff and Corey will lead you guys to believe. It depends on when you go and with whom. There and, you go. Yeah, yeah that's Epcot. Yep. Yeah, that is. That's good times. That also looks like the perfect age. To go yeah, you got yeah. Kind of oh, stuff. I I I loved it when my kids were little and to see their faces light up a little bit later on. But not too little that they're not going to remember it. Like, yeah, we she would... looks to be the perfect day, that sweet spot of like I don't know nine to eleven where it is still kind of magical and really fun. <laughs> we would go, you know, we started going. The kids were like in the strollers and stuff, like, and it's like never going to remember. This. Yeah, I mean they're, the they're tired and miserable. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, yeah. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Another good one is, uh, good afternoon, gents. FSU recruited the 25th best player out of Georgia. That's Landon Thomas. And the 25th best player out of Florida, that's Micah Danzig, the running back. Which player will have the greater impact in the upcoming season? And which will have the better career at FSU? Was Dan's- Landon Thomas really the 25th best player in Georgia? He dropped. Like the number he one dropped. He dropped. The- oh, he, okay. dro- he dropped like a yeah, yeah. Blood, blood balloon in the on three rankings. I, th- I guess maybe uh, all of them. But yeah. Um, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, his, he went from the number one tight end in the country to, like, I think double digits. Still 25th best player in Georgia is not bad. No, he's good. It's, it's, no. It's, it's and, I mean, he, he's not rated terribly. He's still a four-star. But, yeah. yeah, his rating, people are saying people a lot of times will say, oh, we signed the number one tight end in the country. Yeah. Not by the final rankings. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of Do- how it works. Doesn't out. matter. Who do we think is going to have the better career is what he wants to know, Danzy or Thomas? I think the, the easy money's on Thomas, but I like Danzy, man. He's got real speed. Um, he's a player, and a, and a lot of people I know that have watched him in high school are really high on him, but I would think Landon Thomas just – he's going to especially have a chance earlier because, you know, I think they need – they're going to need somebody to be a pass catcher tight end to help Kyle Morlock, whereas at running back, I don't think that's a huge need. Like, Danzy's – isn't he like a legit track guy? He like is, a track, yeah. Man, they, they – this – the one thing we don't – I don't know if the offense will be any better – um, it'll be faster, 100%. much faster. They got speed everywhere. Trick Love the Kids asks, should football put 2023-13-0 inside Doak, where they list all their other achievements? Should they remove ACC champs, put conference champs instead? Uh, something maybe similar uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the below photo. And he's showing the accomplishments in the wall, up, all that. I'd put 13-0 2023. Yeah, I would I've always, yeah. I've always laughed at the schools that did the asterisk, but, yeah, I got no problem with that. When we head to the Big Ten, do we want Miami to join us, writes Clint? If they don't, and we can only keep one rival, who do we keep? If we drop Miami, then they will have zero rivals and zero sellouts. It's true. I'm not worried about the fortunes of Miami, Clint. Uh, And if we only had to keep one rival, I think most people would vote Florida. What do you think, Corey? Uh, Over Clemson? Over... (laughs) Well, Over. no, I mean, I don't understand the question. No, if the you can only keep Florida. The question is you're dropping if, Miami if you, anyway. If you so can only keep Florida. No, I think he was saying if you could only keep Florida. If you could only keep Florida or Miami. Yeah, I Florida. Saying, yeah. Um, I, I'm done with Clemson. They're they, 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 they're quiet as a mouse. Quiet as a mouse over there. That I'm, I'm done with them. They're not. And then I, Miami, Jeff's right. Miami, they, they can just go, you know. They wouldn't. I don't think it would affect. It wouldn't affect anybody's life if Florida State stopped playing Clemson anymore. But I think Florida, Miami, for different reasons, different people have different. The one thing I would say uh, about Miami going to the Big Ten, and do we care or not? I mean, I kind of like the idea of them wasting away in the ACC. Um, uh, I love that idea. But uh, yeah. but uh, if they came, that would Clemson. be fine. Got to have a better set of circumstances uh, involving your facilities to get into either the SEC or the Big Ten. I think Miami's out. Hmm. They, they play little boy football. They don't have a real practice facility. They don't have their own stadium. 
We can't let you into a real conference. This is the way <laughs> you're going right, to be. Sounds good. I just like that the Big Ten and the SEC are forming a committee to do what's right for college athletics. <laughs> they're, they're looking at the future of college athletics. It was and what's so good for the great sport. to read that, to see that headline. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Thank goodness somebody's doing it. <laughs> Especially those two. They've yeah. always They've thought shown. about the betterment of the sport uh, yeah. and of college athletes in general. Yeah, I can imagine the conversations. Just the, all the, just the, you know, just the, Concerned that they would come from that those Guys, conversations I'm getting about worried these other about what's going to happen to yeah. the ACC and the Big Twelve yeah. if we continue like this. Yeah. Yeah, Let's sit clearly. down and talk about this. It's had a deleterious effect on the ACC for sure. I don't know how much longer the Big Twelve is going to hang on. Look what we did to the Pac-12. Good lord, guys. We don't. We I think you know. Look, Jim Phillips is right. We don't want to live in a gated community anymore. We want to. We want to live in a, in a world where we all just kind of intermingle. And the garbage has to be picked up in middle class neighborhoods too, guys. <laughs> That's, that's all I'm seeing. <laughs> Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, or Chan TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Hey, headliners. Last year, we wanted to launch our official merch store. And after looking at countless vendor options, I chose to work with Shopify, and I'm so glad we did. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're a startup using your man cave or your IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling satin sheets from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering yay sausage t-shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. And once you've reached your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers into buyers. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant. Go to shopify.com slash warchant in lowercase now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. 
Jeff, this is a Seymour, writes Kara. Hi, guys. It was a pleasure meeting you in Charlotte. And, yes, our club is planning a welcome party here in Dallas. We're excited to have you all in town. Last week, we were at the Shrine Bowl, and the guys here were a bit overwhelmed by the Knowles in attendance. We all made sure to thank them for their special season. We wanted to let them know how much joy it brought all of us as fans. One of them got teary-eyed when we told him how much it meant to all of Knoll Nation. It's sad to know that they'll never really get the opportunity to celebrate what they could have. This leads me to the recent Kirk Herbstreet comments. Can you guys have him on Seminole Headlines? Or, Jeff, would you do an interview with him so he can actually understand these frustrations of the fan base? It's disingenuous to have him insult the fan base while he claims that he's a fan of FSU. I just wish he would leave it alone or have closure by speaking with some of you guys. Love the Knowles. I love the show. Go Knowles. And we did meet Karen. She was really cool yeah. and uh, enjoyed meeting her. And, and I could see how she would feel this way. You could tell. I think there's probably other Florida State fans that feel the same way that are, like, kind of a little bit hurt. Like, they want Herb Street back to the guy <laughs> that they used to like. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's anything we can do. We, we may, covered yeah. it before. I don't know if there's anything we can do to. Well, it, it, it can't happen if he looks at Twitter. And I, that's not me being uh, jokey. Yeah. Like, the, the worst instincts of humanity are Correct. in the notifications on Twitter. They just are. And so he's going. what he's going to do is the same thing all the national writers did in 2014 and judge an entire fan base right. by people on Twitter. Well, he's and saying that's exactly not, what he's not going to do. It, but he just got that, done tweeting. absolutely what he's going to do. Right. And now he's going to hate Florida State. I'm sure when he talks to his wife or his friends or his dog, he's he, he's lamenting Florida State fans in general, thinking that they're all like that, and not realizing at all, like, man, Florida State fans have never come at you like this before. Maybe reflect a little bit. Look inward and be like, why are they so mad at me? That's happened to me a few times. It's happened to all of us a few times. And you look inward and either you stand your ground, which he's – defiantly doing for some dumb reason, or you can actually see somebody else's point of view and be like, yeah, I see why you're hurt. And I see why my reasoning doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the part there. You're adding that second part. You're not going to hear. He's not going to be like, guys, I was completely illogical. Sorry about that. He's not going to do that. He might get to where he understands. Cause there were people who shared the sentiment that Florida state didn't deserve to get in who then would follow up with, but I understand why they're mad. You know, I mean, like, they, they yeah. saw pretty He's, clearly. Yeah, he basically came back. His biggest problem was doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. And yes. now he's in this mess he's in. So I would say, though, I mean, is he going to be in Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. If he's in Ireland, I would think maybe by July as like a, a you know, kind of a preview of, of the whole show that's going to be in Ireland, maybe middle of August. A mea culpa? We could ha- they, they might have him on. They might have him do the media circuit. But to promote their visit to Ireland, so maybe that would be a good time. And it would be, you know, what would it's that good. be, six months from now? So maybe it would be a little more less hostile. One of you guys, if, if you could be on Wake Up War Chant or it could be on the Jeff Cameron show. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be on this show because I couldn't do it. I can't stomach him. He's full of – yeah. Yeah. It's full uh, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be understood immediately. Like, you have to answer these questions. I mean, these are tough questions. And we, they're unanswerable. Yeah, so. It would almost it'd be cool if we did it as like a sit down at uh, Ruby Diamond, <laughs> like sold tickets, had like fifteen hundred people there, and it was like a, a uh, night with Kirk Herb Street. But knowing that one of us is going to ask him questions, so people know we're not going to just sit there like uh, who who was Cheryl Swoops talking to, where she just made up stuff about Caitlin Clark, Gilbert Arenas, maybe on his his podcast. She's like, look, Caitlin Clark's been in college for five years. She's 25 years old. She's played, and none of it was true. 
And they're just sitting there letting her spew all this nonsense about Caitlin Clark because she's butthurt because Caitlin Clark is very, very, very good. Um, but, yeah, so we it wouldn't be that. We wouldn't let Kirk Herbstreet just say nonsense. We would interrupt him. We would challenge him, and he probably wouldn't want that. Jeffrey writes, gentlemen and Jeff, love the show. There you even, go. even listen to it sometimes while rounding at the hospital discreetly. Yeah. Would love to hear each of y'all's favorite and maybe lesser known Coach Martin story. Also, thoughts on what our pitching staff is going to look like this year. Well, not to dismiss you, Jeffrey, and I'm not trying to not answer the question, but we did almost an hour's worth of those stories right after – or the day he passed, actually. Uh, and so you can find that. It's on Warchant.com, Warchant TV. You can see that there. There's all kinds of stories and insights there. Um, and then how will our pitching staff look this year? Well, I would argue it couldn't be worse. So I I think that's a there, fair assessment yeah, here pe- early on. People who are closer to the baseball program than, than we are currently – uh, are excited about the pitching. They think they think the pitching is going to be a lot better. So, I, it, so hopefully it will be. I like, think it will be. Remember Link. Yeah. Remember Link last year was like warning us way ahead of time. Like guys, I, we 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 don't have a lot of arms. We don't have much depth. This is the least amount of depth I've ever had, including like at UNC Greensboro. Like we just don't have a lot of depth. And he proved prophetic. And then they lost their ace. Once they lost Wyatt Crowell, <laughs> that was rats. It, it wasn't great before then. Once you lost your ace, it was a it was a wrap. I can say this now. I did a pretty lengthy interview with him before the start of last season, and we did a streamyard link and the whole thing. And Tom was producing it, and so it was a good back and forth conversation, and I enjoyed the conversation with Link. And then once he not once but twice mentioned that there was a dearth of pitching, and mm-hmm. kind of talked about some of the imaginative ways they were going to have to piece it together. Uh, we finished the interview, and, and Link thanked us, and I thanked him, and he went on his way. And then I looked at Tom on the stream, and I'm like, they, they better not lose any of that starting pitching. And then what happens? The first week, you're like, yeah, okay. The, guy, the main guy. Okay. And, what's, and you never know because it was our first year interacting with Link. We're like, okay, is he Lou Holtz in it? Is he poor mouth in his team? But really, he's got all these future aces. And like, no. No. He was called it like he saw it. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of depth. Hey, by the way, real quick, uh, Scotty Barnes was just added to the All Star game. Good nice. for Scotty. Uh, Good for you. Joel, Trey Young too. If you're if you're clocking that, Trey Young. What Trey Young and Scotty Barnes because of uh, Embiid and Julius Randle are both out, so they had to replace them. So Scotty Barnes makes his first All Star game. Good for Scotty Barnes. First of many, probably. Yeah. Robert writes, gents, if we get accepted into the Big Ten instead of the SEC, would it have the feel of being? Wouldn't it have the feel of being like an independent before we were in the ACC? Just because of the teams you're playing? Just because of, yeah, just randomness almost. Yeah, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, uh, all that kind of Nebraska, stuff. Nebraska. Michigan those, State, yeah you, yeah. you wouldn't have the Tulane's and the Southern Misses sprinkled in there like you did back in the independent day, independent days. But, uh, yeah, it would be. There's, like, no history with any of them. If there is, it's, like, three games. I want to get back to the, the days of playing East Carolina and having to be 48-45 and all the – Hassan Jones, let's go. Who do you think <laughs> – who do you think of the currently constructed Big Ten? Like, who – if Florida State joined it, nobody else joins it, no Miami or Clemson or anybody mm-hmm. else, who do you think would evolve into the big rival? Mm. Penn State? I think Ohio. Yeah, it could be Penn State because of the whole all-time wins thing and who their coach was that has the record. Who would I want? I think he has the record. It's hard to remember. Who do you think? No, I'm just trying trying to say who because I think it's kind of that's random, right? Because we're not. It would probably have to come out of circumstances. It would. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to be some just some bad blood caused by Ohio State State and Penn State are good ones, Mm -hmm. but Ohio State's. You're never going to be Ohio State's biggest rival ever. Nor Michigan's. But I'm saying like it would have to be. 
But you what? You could be Penn State's biggest rival. I guess. They don't have. They don't, what's their rival? Well, it's supposed to be Ohio State. It's supposed to be West Virginia. Pitt. It's supposed to be Michigan. Play those teams. Well, play those teams. They play Ohio cool, State, Michigan but, every but, year. But, they lose to yeah, them every but, year. Ohio State's not viewing them as their big rival. Right. Right. No, I was talking about Pitt and West Virginia. They don't play those oh, teams anymore. Yeah, no, it, should, it used to be West Virginia, and it used to be Pitt, but yeah. they're not even on the schedule anymore, and they're never going to be Ohio State and Michigan's biggest game. Florida State could be Penn State's biggest game every year. Yeah, but where is the connection with Bowden and Paterno and the Blockbuster Bowl from 1990? And James Franklin trying to get, get in the mix for the job. But we're yeah. akin to Ohio State and Michigan. We're not falling down, stooping down to Penn State. Mm. I know. I, I understand. No, don't don't, I, don't go there, point. buddy. Fair count. USC, maybe? Similar colors, both have horses. <laughs> that would be great. Great Big Ten rivals, Florida State and Southern Cal. <laughs> it's the biggest rivalry in the Big Ten. It's another Big Ten noon. <laughs> Big Ten noon Saturday with the Trojans and the Seminoles. Justin writes, if you could take someone's ability from last year's team and transplant it into a player on this year's team, what would you do? Someone's we- what? Ability. Uh, ability. Could you could take Braden Fisk's ability and give it to the kid from Colorado oh, State, oh, oh, for right. example. I see you. Corey, who are you going with? What would you do? Would you take versus ability and put it in the kid in the West Virginia? Did he say just overall ability or like one? Someone's ability. Yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking like Keon Coleman's leaping ability. Into, so, into but, also, Williams. but also he says like you could take Fisk's explosiveness at the snap of the ball and put it into Daryl Jackson. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Like yeah. take, take one trait from a player like Johnny Wilson's height and give it to uh, – Hakeem you know, Williams. Yeah, or, or, or something. I, I think I would take Jordan Travis's ability to to not turn the ball over and to one. diagnose it quickly, to know that he's not going to make a mistake, and give that to DJ. That's a good one. I think I would give Keon Coleman's ability to catch the ball in traffic to one of our wide receivers, mm-hmm. like to make contested catches, tough catches, red zone catches that result in touchdowns, head-topping people. I'd give uh, Kalen DeLoach's speed mm. to uh, to that Auburn to, kid who's two forty five. So one of the linebackers, <laughs> any of the linebackers, yeah. pick a linebacker, give them Kalen DeLoach's speed. I'd give Master Mono's ability to kick with either foot, <laughs> but you still and have give him. it to Jeremiah Byers. <laughs> but, <laughs> just to just, just to see what you can do with it, baby. Yeah. You gotta be able to do something with that. Oh boy. Um. Love the headline question. Askers seem to always be on the same page. I check just to make sure that I don't ask a repeat question. And literally, literally, there are like three that I had in mind that were already there. With that said, are you guys expecting excited about lacrosse coming to us? Can't wait. That's Is that from true? Michael. L- women's lacrosse, buddy. Yeah, it's coming. Oh, uh, it's when women's was that lacrosse. I didn't see that. I'm sorry. It was a, f- a few months ago. They they basically had to. They were getting sued um, oh, <laughs> to, yeah. about Title IX. So uh, the club team. Uh, with some representation, sued Florida State, and as part of those negotiations, we're adding women's lacrosse to Florida Why don't they State. Why they add men's lacrosse? Because that would not help Title IX no, but, situations. You know, that would actually make it worse. You could so, add a women's team. Like, yeah, when John Thrasher was here, he want, President Thrasher was here, he wanted to add men's lacrosse. You're damn right. It's but, interesting. Uh, but no, Unlike it's women's not, lacrosse. It's, that's not happening. They need to get the Title IX better in, in order. So women's lacrosse, is they're, they're going to field the team 
think this next year they're going to be signing players, and then they will start playing the the year after that. Wouldn't that be cool if they just became like an absolute juggernaut? I mean, they're in the ACC, so Lord knows they're going to be celebrated if they're any good at all lacrosse. But like, if they just hopefully, somehow, hopefully like, they never play the in the ACC. Time. I think well, they right, they'll, be, they'll dominate the Big Ten. Are you yeah. kidding me? With the speed from uh, down here, they'll dominate women's lacrosse up there. They should add a second women's beach volleyball team. Just if they're around, I, if, in the interest of opportunity, of course, right, right. yeah. If they, if they, but if they join the Big Ten, maybe a wrestling team? Yeah, that it's wear the beach volleyball the uniforms. You know, some of these, I think some of these ACT teams play, wrestle. NC State does. Yeah, yeah I was. NC State like Virginia Tech. Uh, who, ACC, who, who do they wrestle? I, I was flipping their channels, and I was like, I wonder if there's a basketball game in the ACC network, and there's like three hours of, an, of, of a college wrestling match. Some yeah. ACC teams. I'm like, oh, that's great viewing. And I watched yeah. this. Somehow I got on the Big Ten. I was watching a Big Ten wrestling match on a Friday night because that's what the dog does. Corey is having that's, a tough life moment here. What are we doing? But if they think that you took somebody down and it wasn't called correctly, they throw, they challenge it, but they don't challenge it by calling a timeout. They throw a foam brick at the referee like who it. feels the brick hit him, and then he calls time. That's the greatest. They have a challenge brick. That's the greatest protest I've ever heard of. They should have that in basketball. Just a brick, but a real brick. That's fantastic. Just Teddy Valentine's referee, getting hit upside the head every night. If you're a referee and know there's a chance you made a bad call, and if you made Get a ready bad for that call, foam there's a brick, brick coming at you, yeah. or a real brick. What about a wrench? a lot more dialed in. Seminole what? Headlines 93. A wrench. Sorry. Seminole Headlines 93.3. Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Moth asks this question. I asked this last offseason. I'd like to go ahead and revisit it. Which number is bigger, number of wins in 2024 or years employed at current institution for either Mario Cristobal or Sunbelt Billy? Well, there's going to be wins for this year. Yeah, wins. Yeah. Well, Mario's got a chance. There's a chance. Cristobal's got a shot, yeah. Could could get to Six or seven? Nine? Get to nine? Yeah. Where's he going to go? And who are they going to get better than him? I don't know, man. I thought... We'll see. Nine seems really high. Sunbelt Billy ain't getting there. No. 
No. These, uh, we're putting the over at two and a half. I'm putting the under. Well, I guess uh, th- we got to put it three. I, he's going to be nine months. I'm going to say he's one and a half. I'm going to give him one and a half as the over under here. This is That's a toughie. Uh, thoughts on the Big Ten SEC advisory group, guys? Interesting. They want to plan a path forward for all of college sports without input from the other conferences. <laughs> I think Corey yeah. said it best earlier. Yeah. We're just happy that somebody's looking out for the, the good interest of the, the sport. Yeah. Uh, this, they, and they always have. That's yeah. they wanted USC and UCLA. They didn't. They didn't think that would hurt the Pac-12 if they took USC and UCLA mm-hmm. and Washington, Oregon. Just like the SEC had no idea that the Big Twelve would crumble. Without if they Texas took Oklahoma and, Oklahoma and Texas. Thought they'd get somebody yeah. else. They figured they'd just pick up somebody, yeah. Baylor or something. Yeah, so somebody akin to Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Lane writes. I listened to Jameis on PMT. First question. Does Jameis get a coaching job at FSU after retiring from football, and when will he be on headlines, JCS, or Wake Up? You've well, had him on JCS. I've had him on probably five times. Yeah. Um, he's been on a lot. Uh, as far as he gets a coaching job? I don't know if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I mean, I think the idea being he's he is – man, he's charismatic, and he can lead players. There's no doubt in my mind that he would have that ability. I don't know if coaching is what he wants to do, though. The clip of him in, in church the other day. I mean, you could just tell, you could see him leading a mega church or something. I mean, he's he's such a great speaker. He's a charismatic guy. He, um, I actually think he'd probably fill a better role, oddly, as a coach than he does sometimes as a as a player. It's weird because I think he's somewhat polarizing to people, and I don't know that. You everybody, think he's polarizing to teammates? I think there have been some moments. Really? Yeah, I do. Um, now I'm not saying it's, I'm not trying to allege anything terrible here. I just think not everybody, not everybody gets along with Jameis. It's just interesting. Um, it's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot. He's a lot. Um, we, we had nothing but good things, interactions with him, obviously. And he's fun. And one thing I will say though, that this always stuck with me and this was probably the greatest compliment he ever got. The, the way that he would treat other players on the baseball team like guys oh, yeah. That, yeah the bullpen catchers and stuff he likes talking ball so when we were talking about getting back to coaching like mm-hmm. he can accept that a guy is not who he is as a player doesn't have the same stature right but he loves talking about football baseball technique things of that ilk and i think he can teach it i bet he can teach it um, yeah I, I i think that would probably work yeah I do like uh, the fact that they – and I'm not a – I don't watch part of my take, not that everything against it, just – yeah, it's not your thing. It's not yeah. something my thing. But I did like that he did that interview because I think it was a good opportunity for people to see who he is right. without him going into these interviews where he's so often it seems like it's just – all they do is want to bring up anything negative that's ever been – why hasn't your career panned out or why did this happen? Right. And it was just letting Jameis be Jameis, and I think that was cool because and people were – in love with that interview. They don't I didn't see a lot of it. I, I do like that he gave Charlie some love. I yeah. saw that he gave Charlie Ward some love about when he was asked about the best athlete of all time. And they said Bo Jackson because they're from the same hometown. It's like, yeah, it's gotta be Bo or maybe Prime. And then he's like, But don't sleep on Charlie Ward. He was a Heisman trophy winner, didn't get drafted, and there was a number one draft pick in the NBA and played for a decade in the NBA in a whole different sport. So uh, he gave him a love. And he also said something interesting about he thinks it hurt him when he stopped playing baseball. Because of the swings he would get, he'd get he'd take 200 swings a day or whatever he said from the left side and the right side and how the flexion hmm. helped keep him athletic and nimble because, he, you know, when you're doing that 200 times both sides, you have no choice but to be flexible and nimble. And he, he kind of lost that when he just focused on football. I thought that was interesting. 
he's always been a fun interview for me to do because yeah. I know he'll talk. Yeah. If he if he trusts you, if he trusts that you're not going to ambush him and you're going to have a regular conversation, he, he'll <laughs> open up and talk. Uh, Knowles writes, one comment, one question. Ira's now replacing Mike Tirico as the hardest working man in sports. Look at you, buddy. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't uh... – Stalk uh, women you work with. Not that you know of. Not that you know. Allegedly, right? Allegedly. No, no, no. He uh, it, it, was back, it was back in the nineties when he was like twenty-four years old. But yeah, there's a whole book about it. Uh, uh, no, the, I know the ESPN beginning book. of ESPN. Uh, number two, we keep hearing about how several of the wide receivers were hurt last year, banged up. What gives at that position? I understand string of offensive line injuries as well, but wide receiver. And I think injury luck is what it is. It's just dumb luck. I mean, it's not like they weren't trained. It was not like they weren't preparing their bodies. They all were. It's just they got unlucky. That, I mean, that's really, really my answer. They they got unlucky. Yeah, that's no, I crazy. think that's like who true. was healthy? Who was healthy the whole season? Did they have one? Like Williamson wasn't. Portier wasn't. Jakai wasn't. Jakai got hurt the first day of camp. Uh, Coleman yeah. was hurt the second yeah. half of the year. Johnny yeah. had the concussion. Like who? I was Deuce. Was he the only one that was out there the no, whole time? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't healthy either. Destin got hurt as well. Hakeem, yeah, obviously. Like whole, I mean, they all missed significant time. Like, you had nine guys, and they all missed significant time. It was very That's strange, crazy. and it just yeah. mounted. I, I do think, uh, yeah, a lot of times, people, a lot of times when there are injuries, people will automatically turn, toward, turn towards the strength and conditioning staff and say, maybe there's something they're not doing. I don't usually believe that, um, and I, I am I inclined either. to believe that this was just kind of a rash of injuries at one spot, but they definitely need to evaluate it because it, it, it was a problem across the whole position. Incredibly frustrating. You didn't know what you could do week to week, right. and I, I agree with you. I It does seem odd. It's disproportionate to have that many injuries, but I would say this. It's disproportionate to have that many injuries on offense alone. Like, the defense stayed relatively healthy. Right. The offense was hurt yeah. everywhere. And it wasn't like – a consistent kind of injury, you know, different, mm-hmm. different kind of, there were some ankles, some knees, some, I mean, different things involved. Um, so, uh, which one of the three of you, this is from, uh, ass backwards. What's the name? Me, me, which one of the three of you is most likely to snap and go on an unhinged Herb street esque rant. <laughs> the more you reflect on the loss to say Louisville and why is it Ira? He's talking about the basketball game. <laughs> I don't think Ira's going to go on a rant. No, and the thing, like I said before about the basketball games, I, to me, I can look at it as, man, that was just an awful day. Um, and But as far as uh, – I think Corey's more, most likely to go after Herb Street on Twitter. I just don't think you're – you don't get as many at-bats on Twitter. I try not to. And, uh, and I, 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 I grew some time ago to just loathe Twitter. You know what? You're a you're – a, well, I don't know. Can we talk about your Instagram account? It's not your name. So. Right. But it, you have an Instagram account. It's a good one. Not under your name. And, uh, but you're pretty active on that. You're more active than I keep telling my, my kids. I'm is, like, it still, is it still balls deep? Is that your <laughs> with Instagram a Z. account? With yeah. a Z. Balls with a Z. Z. Remember to say it yes. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, you're like my inspiration. You're my you're my spirit <laughs> animal on Instagram. I'm like, I need to learn how to do a story. Dude, kids, I show dark. me how to do a story. I'll, I'll do some stories now for you. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're fun. I've, and i got to see what's going on with Jeff. There we go. You got a palm but tree in your the, story the answer yesterday. To this question, I, in Miami. I think, yeah. saying, I, I think he was saying who would go on a Herb Street-like rant about oh, that basketball gotcha. loss. The answer is Jeff. Yeah, yeah what now, Not on Twitter, but on just in life, I think he would go on I think that's rant. true. I'm I think close. that's fair, yeah. 
I got kind of unhinged watching the end of that game, mainly because it was a two-hour and 40-minute basketball game. It took but forever. I was, I was close. But I was mad was already, and then when that was happening, and I, as the score was mounting, I was like, man, it's more than the loss. We're about to give up 100-plus to these clowns. You know, I was, I, and I was actually more mad. Now, I'm sorry if I uh, misunderstand the question. I'm actually more mad at my, I was, I was As the game went on, I was more mad at myself than I was watching it. As I yep. got to two hours and 40 minutes, and I'm still watching this ridiculous game, I'm like, why am I doing this? And you were in Mobile earlier that day. True. What a tough like – I mean, a that's a day. tough 24 to hours, that. sir. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, another Kirk Herbstreet observation from Graham. This will be our last question. Um, well, maybe we should find something different then. He just writes, he still doesn't get it, does he? And does he really expect to have a great time in Ireland? Because at the end of his tweet, he wrote, I won't hold this against the Knowles and their real fans. See you in Ireland week zero. Yeah, that's not going to go great, Kurt. It's not. I'm sure there's something. He's really going to need, and, I, and I'm and i not, I'm not, I don't want people to be so don't physical say, with this So don't guy. say it, don't say it. But yeah, no, but, I'm saying like he's, I hope he doesn't just walk into a pub and sit down and expect not to have people boo at him or shame him like it's the Game of Thrones, like, that he can. He is not going to be able to just sit down and have a good time with Florida State fans. I'm not saying he needs a bodyguard, but he will be run out of that place with people just yelling. Hopefully, just saying things. To I him. will say this: I, do I not do, get physical, please. No, I agree, probably. But I also know there are people that have taken shots at me on social media, and then when I see him in person, they're like, they "Want to be your friend?" Yeah. And I think he'll get a lot of that. They, you, but he'll get a lot of the other. He'll ones get too, a lot of it when it's when it's in a one-on-one setting or a two-on-one or three-on-one setting. He'll get people will be nicer. If he's up on a stage on like a game yeah, day platform and, and there's just a yeah, mob, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I think there'll be more of the attacking. So. Uh, for Corey Clark and Iris Chaffel, I'm Jeff. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. We appreciate you. Podcast will be available later today. Good job, director. I know it was hell today. We had some technical issues. Peace. <laughs>